Live from studios in Spain and Reading. It's time for Rough Giraffe the Game Show. Da, 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 da. Okay, Stacy, come on down. Mum, come on down. So, as if we haven't given enough clues, what are we talking about today? Lunacy. <laughs> We've done that. Oh, right, sorry, I got the wrong notes. Oh, the wrong cards, wrong answers. <laughs> today we're talking about game shows. So let's do it. Coming from Reddit, it's Stacey, your host. While mum's with flamingos on the Spanish coast. You'll find two ladies full of guns and some laughs. Making a podcast called Rapture Up. So game shows became really popular in the 1950s. Yeah. And then, uh, especially in America, everybody found out that they were all rigged. Oh, were they? Most of them were. Why? I think it's called cheating. No, no, but... Several of them were rigged so that nobody could ever win the high prizes. Oh, that's mean. Because what would happen is they'd have to take out uh, an indemnity insurance in case somebody actually won the main prize. Right. And it just so happens that there were several game shows where... They did, in fact, win the prize two or three times in a row. Yeah. And so the insurance companies stopped actually paying out. Ah, they couldn't afford it. So they rigged it so that it was almost impossible to win. Why did they still need the insurance? Well, I'm assuming they don't have the money unless the insurance company pays it. Uh Uh-huh. So... Did you have a favourite game show? My favourite, I think, is Catchphrase. Catchphrase? Yes. That was started in 1982. I read that they tried to launch Catchphrase in America the year before we got it, and the Americans hated it. Why? Do we know why they hated it? don't know why. It just says that they hated it. It lasted a year, and then it finished in America. Two days later, we got it here. And we love it. I still love it. I still love it. It disappeared a little bit in the late 90s, early noughties, but now it's back. I love it. So I have a favourite. What's your favourite? My favourite of all time was Crystal Maze. Oh, I did like Crystal Maze, the original. Yes. With Richard O'Brien. With Richard O'Brien, who Americans may recognise from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. But that was a proper game show. I I love a game show where there is an actual chance that the contestants might die. <laughs> <laughs> I think it adds something to it. Yeah, some mild peril. I don't know about mild <laughs> peril. I thought of doing a game show where you, like, lock somebody in a room and started sucking the oxygen out, right? 
Yeah. And you can have it live on, well, you can have it live for as long as... There's there alive, yeah. Yeah. They have to keep answering questions to get numbers for a code to open the door. This sounds mean. Obviously, the questions will get harder as they're getting less oxygen. I mean, I think the insurance companies will say that they'll never win the prize. I don't think you'll get it on TV. Well, they had supermarket sweep and touch the truck. I forgot about touch the truck. I watched it for 16 hours. I had to wee in a bucket. I was at the time holding onto the coffee table. I thought I'd play along. <laughs> I wasn't going to move and I and I did a wee in a bucket. They get toilet breaks. <laughs> I know, I didn't find that out until the next day. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, they get a 10 minute break. And I'd have to eat the crusts and the old biscuits out of the bin because I wasn't going anywhere. People will watch anything, won't they? I will. My favourite as well. Yeah. Bullseye. Oh, Bullseye is a classic. What's Bullseye? Explain it to the masses. It's two people. One is illiterate, so they throw the arrows. Darts, yeah. The other one can't see, so they have to answer the questions. And where did these people usually meet? How do they know each other? In the pub. They meet in the pub. So two people who knew each other from the pub. One plays darts. Yeah. One's good at the pub quizzes, probably. Yes. And they say, I oh, know, I've got a really good idea. Let's go on uh, Bullseye. Yeah. So hosted... By Jim Bowen. I love Jim Bowen. What sort of prizes could you win? Okay, so some of the better prizes that I remember. Somebody won a coat. <laughs> It's true. They did win a coat. A nice coat? It was a wool coat, a bit tweedy, with a double button up at the top by the collar. Anything else? Yes. Somebody won a tea set. Hmm. And also, the bloke with one leg won a spade. I thought, (laughs) that's like the most useless present. He'll never work out how to do that. And then the best prize on uh, Bullseye was when the guy who couldn't swim with his mate, who was a little lady of about 97, they won the speedboat. (laughs) And she said, what is it? Says it's a boat. Oh, I was hoping to win the coat. Will that gentleman swap me the coat? For my speedboat. And you always had to win a beer glass with a bull on it. Yes, a bully. Yeah, and then if you won any money, they used to put the money in your glass. And what happened if you didn't win anything? Uh, he used to give you your bus fare home. Oh, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, he used to get some bit of change out of his pocket and he'd give them their bus fare home. So some of our wealthier listeners won't know what a bus is. Perhaps you could explain. <laughs> they probably don't know what darts is or a pub is. Oh, that's true. It was a brilliant game. You'd just have to watch it. It's on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch lots of past episodes. It was fun. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. Mum, do you know which is the most exported game show? So it's everywhere. Not necessarily hosted by the person that we would see it as, but sold to the most countries. Is it... uh, Who wants to be a millionaire? I do. Yeah, it is. Hey, well done. I'm brilliant, I am. So 107 different countries or territories around the world have their own version of who wants to be a millionaire. 
Do you think that you could answer the million pound question on who wants to be a millionaire? Well, that depends if I know the answer. Do you want me to test you on a few of the million pound questions and see if you could get them? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. First question. The Earth is approximately how many miles away from the sun? You get four choices. Can you give me the choices? Yeah, it's 9.3 million miles, 39 million miles, 93 million miles, or 193 million miles. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that it's not 193 miles. Million miles. Oh, Is that what you said? They're all in millions. It's definitely not 193 (laughs) miles. (laughs) I thought it was getting a bit warm. 93 million sounds quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'll go for 9.3. That's your final answer. Oh, I don't know. I might need to find a friend. Uh, (laughs) You can't call me. Uh, You're not my friend. Uh, I'm going to say final answer. I'm going to say 93 million miles. Final answer. No, I don't. Yeah, go on. Final answer. You just won a million pounds. No, did I? Yeah, it's 93 million miles away. Yay. I'm brilliant. (laughs) Give me another one. (laughs) Which insect shorted out an early supercomputer and inspired the term computer bug? Oh, God. Four choices. Moth. Oh, it not even got to have a proper name. It just got to... Just vague. Moth. Just a vague moth. Yeah, it's not like Jack Jones the moth or anything like that. It's just moth. Then there's cockroach. Cucaracha, la cucaracha. Yeah, go on. Fly. Yeah. Or Japanese beetle. Which one of those got into a computer and inspired the term computer bug? Do you know what year it was? It was in 1947. So it's not going to be a cockroach. But did they not exist in 1947? No, they were on holiday. Okay. Did you say a fly? said moth, roach, fly, Japanese beetle. I'm very torn between a Japanese beetle and a moth. Okay. Doo-doo. 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 I'm doing atmospheric music. <laughs> a, a Japanese beetle. Final answer? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You just lost all your money. Oh. Was it a moth? It was a moth. Oh. <laughs> the- All right, do one more. One more. Last question to get back your million pounds. Yeah. Which of the following men does not have a chemical element named for him? A, Albert Einstein. B, Niels Bohr. C, Isaac Newton. Or D, Enrico Fermi. Which does not have a chemical element named for him? I would think Isaac Newton. No, I would think Einsteinium, mm. Newtonia, no, uh, Newton. what was the other ones, Fermi? 
Enrico Fermi. Yeah. And Niels Bohr. Right, well, I think Niels Bohr does. Einsteinium for definite. Mm-hmm. Fermium is for Enrico Fermi. Yeah. I'm going with Isaac Newton because that was my first thing that I said. Final answer. All right, that's me final answer and I think I've got it. You have just... No. <laughs> won a million pounds. I'd be good on that game, wouldn't I? The answer is Isaac Newton. And you're right, it's Einsteinium, Borium and Fermium. See how brilliant I am. You're too good. I know. So I've got the questions here for you. So I want to know what was the first game show on TV? In America or in Britain? Well, it was in America. Now, I had to look. Is it spelling bee? It is spelling bee. It, now, what I couldn't work out, is it a spelling bee or is it a TV show called spelling bee? Right. So do you need me to explain to you? The intricacies of a game show. <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? So usually what happens is the clue about the game is in the title. These obviously were bees that could spell. Oh, okay. So you had to be a bee. Wow, no one no one tells you that the first game show involved bees. Yeah. Did they have buzzers? <laughs> that's the first time you've been funny in about six months <laughs> rough giraffe rough rough giraffe uh, yeah have you got any more favourites um, oh, the other one I liked was the Krypton Factor. Oh yes, we've just we we were talking about the Krypton Factor before, but I've got a few here that you might remember. I'm going to give you a few a little list. Yeah, going for gold. I sort of vaguely remember it, but oh, I used to like that with um, Glenn. Ke- was it Glenn Kelly? Going for gold. I used to watch. At lunchtime, we used to watch Neighbours. This is when I was little, before school, before I went to school, probably. Or pop, might be when I had whooping cough. I used to watch Neighbours going for gold and the one o'clock news with Martin Lewis. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm glad you became a surgeon. So, have you heard of Beat the Crusher? That sounds like the scene from Star Wars where the walls start coming in. I do have a good one, though, that I'd forgotten all about. Celebrity Squares. Oh, that's that's an old one. That's a classic, isn't it? That is an old one. Uh, but I can't remember how they used to play it. I don't remember either. I keep getting it mixed up with Blankety Blank. Yes, now for our American listeners, Blankety Blank is our version of Match Game. Blankety Blank and Match Game were one of the most popular games from our listeners when they were telling us what their favourite games were. Oh, right, okay. That came right up there. Uh, Are you checking the chips? I am. Good, thank you. (laughs) The time has come to 
Check the chips. I've just sent the woman out to check the chips. I've got my cabana boy and girl here this week. Oh, you got two? Yeah, but they're a bit older than I thought they were. (laughs) They sounded a lot younger on paper. Did they lie on their Tinder profile? I tell you what, I don't know about Tinder. One of them looks like they've been on Grindr. (laughs) And the other one's definitely had an airbrushing on Paint Shop, whatever it is. Photoshop. Photoshop? Photoshop, not Paint Shop. All right, can you tell me other stuff then? So I'm going to check me chips. You just keep generally talking. (laughs) Okay, and then you can dub me in later, all right? I'll just talk generally. You go check your chips. i got to make a bit of gravy as well. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod, Instagram at Rough Giraffe Podcast, search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. So, yeah, I'd like to tell you about some of the worst prizes that have ever been given on game shows. Oh, I bet there are some doozies. What sort of prizes? Well, on um, Family Fortunes, if you were a runner-up, yeah, your prize was a framed photograph of your family in black and white. In black and white? Mm. Okay. Not even in colour? No, the winners got the same thing in colour. You could <laughs> okay. win a prize as well. Did everybody get their own version of the photo or did they have to share No, they had to share it. (laughs) So as you fell out with members of the family, you could cut strips off it. Oh, you just hope that you fall out with them from the outside inwards. Yeah, yeah. I can't fall out with cousin Gerald. He's right in the middle. (laughs) You have to fall out with your auntie Fiona instead. But I love Fiona. You can't love Fiona. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's not the right answer. So there's an American game show that ran from the 1960s Mm. and it's called Let's Make a Deal. It's very famous. Okay. But they started giving contestants a goat, a live goat. (laughs) No. No. Nay, no. Nay. Oh, that's a horse, isn't it? That's a completely different game show. So... The contestants could, at the end of the game show, swap the goat for something of an equivalent value. How much is a goat? I don't know. But a lot of contestants decided to keep it. Oh, would you keep it? I'd keep a goat. Even if they said you could have, uh, what be equivalent to a goat? How much is a goat worth? Like £100? Being like a nice leather handbag, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I'd go for the goat. So animal rights activists put a, put an end to that one. Oh. So uh, The Price is Right. Yes, I, lo- I used to love that show with Leslie Crowther. Right, usually a good game show. Yeah. 
Except that one time they let a disabled woman in a wheelchair yeah. play for two prizes. Right. The first prize yeah. was a sauna. Okay. And the second prize was a treadmill. Oh, no. So that wasn't very good. I suppose you could sell the treadmill or put a wheelchair on it. <laughs> a wheelchair on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, just wheel it along. You could have, like, one of those murials going along. Pretend you're in the country. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, a British kids game show called Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack! You used to give a Cracker Jack pencil and pen. Right. But anybody who went out during the show got cabbage. Okay. And as far as I remember, that's the only prizes they ever got. Was it cabbage? A cabbage and a Cracker Jack pencil and pen. Uh, cabbage is useful. Not when you're seven. I want you to go into that show and bring me back a cabbage. I don't need the pencil. We need to eat tonight. <laughs> it's time for... Uh, r- rough. Mm. Rough, rough, rough giraffe. Do you want to hear some stories from our listeners that have been on game shows? Yes, please. So, Carla, our mate from Theme Park Films, number one rerun. Our Carla. Our Carla. She was once in the audience for Play Your Cards Right. Now, she has some behind-the-scenes shocking revealing news okay what's happened she was gutted to find out that all the crowd reaction shots are filmed prior to the actual recording of the show so they record all the audience doing their bit before the show you know when you see the audience and people are saying higher lower higher lower yeah basically what they did is they told all of the people with blue or grey eyes to shout higher and all the ones with brown or green eyes to shout lower and then they just filmed them saying higher, lower, higher, lower before the show and then cut it all in. So it's all it's all fixed. Sounds like a podcast. <laughs> what colour eyes have you got? Hazel. You're going lower. <laughs> On Facebook, we had a story from Steve O'Neill. Okay. Hello, Steve. Hi, Steve. We don't get many men sending stuff to us, do we? That's why I'm saying hello now. (laughs) Uh, Steve said he was almost on a game show. Oh, okay. He said, we won a VCR on the competition section on Surprise Surprise with Scylla in the 80s. Didn't know there was a competition section on Surprise Surprise, did you? No. Said, my parents were in the studio and featured... My brother was too young to go on set, so they put him and me in the green room. We ate the food because we thought it was for us. It was not for us. It was for Scylla, Barrymore and Biggins. They weren't impressed when the show was over. They came back to eat and would scoff the lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I thought that was quite funny. And then Joe from Mouse and Ween's podcast... Mm -hmm. She said, our dad was on an episode of Take My Word For It, which is an 80s game show that they taped in San Francisco. Didn't really take off, she said. But it had the same premise as Boulder Dash. Uh, Contestants have to choose the correct definition of weird words. The celebrity guests were Gordon Jump. I don't know who that is. Do you know Gordon Jump? No. 
June Lockhart. Yeah. Richard Klein. Is this this is the questions? Guess the guess. <laughs> and Lisa Ra- Raggio. I don't know who any of these people are. She said, my dad won a consolation prize of black dishes with a turquoise fish design on them. They were horribly ugly, but we were so proud of them. Brilliant. Back in the day when you just won dishes, cutlery, kettles, just stuff. And a coat, a nice winter coat. (laughs) And a coat. Yeah, so uh, thank you to everyone that sent in their stories. Nobody won any big prizes, though unfortunately now what did owen win oh owen was on the weakest link he didn't win it though did he no he impressed Anne robinson with his impression of anthony hopkins that's right and then he was out and then it was goodbye yeah you are the weakest link goodbye uh he did okay he just got a little flustered i think i think she looked at him and intimidated him and he got a bit flustered. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of that wonky cat? He looks like an any cat around. Kipper, hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper, the wonky cat. And if you put your hands together for our next contestant, Kipper! Yay! Kipper, welcome to Who Wants to Be a Rough Giraffe? Come on down. (laughs) Sorry, Kipper. Kipper hates game shows. We've got quite a few questions for Kipper. Okay. And our first question is from a (gasps) seven-year-old. They should never, ever hear this show to know that they're on here. We'll have to keep this next two minutes slightly clean. Are you trying to tell me that seven-year-olds are listening to this podcast? So this is Joe again from Mouse and Weens. And so it's from Mouse's seven-year-old daughter, Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. Kipper, say hello to Charlotte. (laughs) And Charlotte asks Kipper, what is your favourite animal? Ooh. That's a nice question. Nicer than the usual ones we get. Nicer than one than the one we're going to ask in a second from Dee, anyway. She's always causing trouble, but back to Charlotte. Kipper, what is your favourite animal? <coughs> oh, Kipper has made friends with a fox. No. Yeah. The other night, I got up at three o'clock in the morning to have a wee. Kipper also got up to go and have a wee outside. We don't wee together, don't worry. And I looked out, the security light was on. Kipper was having a wee. There was a fox sitting in the garden watching him wee. And Kipper just walked straight up to the fox and they sat next to each other and had a chat. Wow. I was freaking out. I was like, open the windows, like, Kipper, Kipper, get back here. Get back here now. And then the security light went off and it was just pitch black outside. And I was like, no. So I go down and says, Kipper, get in here now. And he just walks in nonchalantly like, I'm just hanging out with my fox. Well, he's the same colour, don't forget. I know. So maybe the fox just thinks he's a little version. But we looked on the security camera and 
the fox was just hanging out for ages in the garden, having a sleep in the corner. I think Kipper goes and hangs out with him every night. Perhaps he smuggles bits of corned beef in a little handkerchief. Kipper keeps him in his Spanish leather boots and sneaks out. Aha, that's right. (laughs) Okay, well, the answer is a fox then. A fox at the moment, yeah. Wait till little fella wakes up and then it might be a hedgehog, her Kipper. We're still waiting for little fella. He'll be awake soon. Our next question is from Dee. Mm-hmm. Hello, Dee. Hi, Dee. As usual, she's going to bring down the tone of the podcast. I know, I know. Kipper, Dee asks, what's it like being able to lick your bum? <laughs> ah. And I don't know if Dee wants to know this because she wants to know what it's like for like Kipper or in general, what would it be like to lick your own bum? So, what does cat bum taste like, Kipper? <laughs> it tastes like... <laughs> it tastes like cat food and floor. Yeah, well, it's got a sort of earthy taste to it. An earthy taste to it. And what was that? A, a weird aroma of sandalwood on occasion. I don't and I, I've been told that D's is much the same. <laughs> D, if you would like to send us a message and let us know, please find us on our Facebook. Perhaps you could uh, get someone to do this for you and let you know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, if, if you can't reach down yourself, find a friend, phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kipper. And thank you to everyone that sent in their questions. Okay, thank you very much. Here it is, the unrelated news with Stacey. Today's unrelated news headline is Shocked scientists find working USB stick in frozen seal poo. A shocked scientist finds a working USB stuck in a seal. In seal poo. In seal poo. Yeah, not in not in singing sensation seal. Oh, kiss from a rose. Not singing sensation seals poo, but the animal, the seal. So sci- <laughs> scientists were left stunned to find a working USB stick. Uh, do you know what? What? Doesn't matter. Scientists are always left stunned. They must live half their life being stunned. <laughs> What's that, Nigel? I don't know. I'm stunned. <laughs> wow. It's, it was completely unexpected. I'm stunned. They were stunned this time to find a working USB stick inside a block of seal poo, despite it having been eaten, digested and then frozen for a year. Uh, the scientists were analysing leopard seal poo. And they are now hoping to return the stick to its owner, who lost the stick around November 2017. Yeah, what was he doing with the seal? <laughs> when they found the, the stick, they were sifting through the poo. Right, as you do. <laughs> they said, we, we basically have to sift it. You put it under the cold tap, get all the gross stuff off, smoosh it a- around a bit... And separate the bones, feathers, seaweed and other stuff. Right. It was during this process that they discovered the large plastic object. These animals live in the Antarctic. 
Was this guy a an Antarctical? An Antarctical person? Yeah. Well, on the stick, they found photos of sea lions. Had, he, had the seal been photographing his friends? <laughs> they've never, they've never thought about that. They just assume it's a human, but it could have been another seal that was there on holiday. Yeah, maybe visiting and was taking some pictures and then he lost his stick. Ooh, a kiss from a rose. Could have been seal. <laughs> they also sat, found some video, like GoPro footage of someone. Um, paddling in a kayak they have put this footage out on the internet and they're hoping to find the owner of this usb stick i bet they will i bet they will i'm sure they will but and i'm sure whoever it is they just thought i've lost that stick forever that's it it's gone can you imagine if you found out that it had been in in a seal and frozen in poo for a year yeah, you're going to put that back in the computer with a pair of rubber gloves on, aren't you? Uh, what I would do is I would download everything off it. I wouldn't chuck it away because there's a story behind it, but I would put it in a plastic bag in the drawer and then just leave it. I would not be putting it in my handbag and keep it using it. I'd be like, what's that smell? Oh, it's my poo stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's play poo sticks. <laughs> Is that it then for game shows? That is, I think. Game over. Oh, and let's see what you could have won. Wah, wah. What are we doing next time? Animals with jobs. If, if anybody knows of any fantastic animals with amazing jobs, any animal, any job, we want to hear about it. And then next episode, we'll talk about animals with jobs. I love That'd it. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, I love, I love that idea. All right, then. There's going to be loads of animals with loads of jobs. Yes. So I should expect everybody to send in a super story. Yes, that's your homework for next time, everybody. Bring an animal to work day. And if you do have an animal that does a great job for you, we'll make them employee of the month on our Facebook page. <laughs> and we'll give them a badge. But don't pin it on them. No, unless they're wearing a waistcoat. Oh, I hope they're wearing a waistcoat. Oh, okay, so until next time. All right then, bye. Bye-bye. It's the end of the podcast, it is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the villa and Stacey at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody won't feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.